When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome to Sustainable Success. I hope everyone's having a great week. It's hard to believe that the month of August is almost over. And again, uh, we hope everyone's having a, a prosperous week, the Sustainable Success way. Uh, today's show, again, is being brought to you by Link2Expert.com. That's Link2Expert.com. So wherever you are in your business, whether if you're an entrepreneur, a business leader, or even perhaps a speaker, coach yourself, you can reach out to link2expert.com. They have experts that are at your fingertips to help you in any aspect of where you are, not only in your business, but also in your personal life. So again, check them out at link2expert.com, all one word. And if you're new to Sustainable Success, I'm glad you found us here at the Voice American Influencers Channel, but you can also find us on uh, iTunes and Spotify and, of course, our Facebook page, Sustainable Success 2017. There on our Facebook page, you'll find many of the great guests we've had over the last few years sharing their words of wisdom and great insights to help elevate your business to the next level as well as your personal life. So feel free to check us out at any of those areas. We'd love to have your your feedback, your testimonials, and any questions that you may have. You can always direct to us here at Sustainable Success. We're always great about getting back, and we're here to deliver value to make a difference in your business and personal life. As we know, people that are familiar with the show, we're all about life and business as one. We have a great guest today. We're going to be talking in the leadership area today. And the topic is called Five Ways to Use the Power of Empowerment. And we have a a great guest today. Her name is Ann Corley-Baum. And to give you a little background about Ann before we introduce her, she is the Lehigh Valley Executive and Vice President for Capital Blue Cross and the author of The Small Mistakes, Big Consequences, Develop Your Soft Skills to Help You Succeed. She also designed and led leadership development programs through her own company, Vision Accomplished, that focused on leadership development and is passionate about sharing useful and easy-to-apply techniques to help people succeed. Now, there is a lot more about Ann, but I'm going to allow her to share that during the course that we're going to be here for the next hour. And without further ado, we welcome Ann Baum to the show. Ann, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So we're so uh, happy to have you on. And, you know, leadership has always been an area that's really been close to my heart. I I do a lot of training myself in that particular area. And, you know, I, empowerment has always been something I always feel has been so, imp- it's so important as a leader. It, you know, before we start getting into the topic, I just wanted to give people maybe a better understanding of what empowerment is if you can, you know, be able to shed some insight on what that is. Well, I think that it's very, in its very simplest form, empowering your team members is giving them the freedom and the permission to go out and be the best version of themselves they possibly can be. There are a lot of guidelines and pieces of advice that go into doing that well But when you empower your team members, not only does it make your organization stronger, but it makes them stronger and more confident. And together, that combination of empowered, confident, and enthusiastic employees drives amazing success for an organization. Wow, that's so powerful. Yeah. You know, and empowerment, again, would it be safe to say, and I'd love to hear from your perspective because you're, you know, being a leader, you know, for throughout your career is, you know, is it more like leading by, like I said, like leading by example, right? Like, you know, being more the example rather than just doing for people, so to speak? Absolutely. You have to be a great example for your team members, but one of the first and most important pieces of empowering them is actually putting your trust in them that they can get the job done. 
and that it's okay if they make mistakes along the way as long as they continue to learn from them. So it's trusting them, having their back, giving them what they need to succeed. Of course, showing them great examples. You can't ask them to do something and then not behave in the manner that you're asking them to behave. So leading by example is critical, but trust is a key component to empowering your team. Yeah, I would say that trust is such an important value. And, you know, when you talk about leadership, you know, values play an important part. You know, that, you know when we talk about core values that can be, you know, it could be integrity, it could be trust, it could be ethical, honesty, can you, can you shed some insights of why that is so important in terms of, you know, using those values as a, as a foundation to build upon in terms of empowerment? Absolutely. I, one of the, it's interesting that you mentioned integrity and trust because when I think of integrity, integrity is how I behave. It's mm. who I am at my core. It's what I do to be that honest and open person. But when I operate with integrity, it actually creates trust in the people with whom I'm interacting. So from my perspective, you have to, in order to create trust, you have to operate with integrity because without those two components, you're stuck. You're not going to make progress. Yeah, that's so true and so, so important. And, you know, in terms of, you know, when you look at empowerment, you know, the power of empowerment, you know, I like to like, I, you know, get into, you know, some of the you know ways that we can, you know, people can use to empower uh, their, the teams that they lead, whether if it's in the corporate space, a, a small business, a community, it could be a church, it could be a family, it doesn't matter. I mean, I guess it could be applied right. in any situation. If you can maybe shed some more insight on those five ways, and you know, of course, we'll, later in the show, we'll get into some more details for that. Well, I think the key, the five key things I'd like to touch on today is direction, trust, training, coaching, and inspiration. I think you have to have all of those elements, and we can get into what I mean by each one of those. Yeah. But when you do each of those, and you do them regularly and you're reinforcing it, that's where you have a great formula for successful empowerment of your team. Mm. Mm, that's so critical. So critical. And can you maybe give some examples? I think, you know, if you can shed some sure. insight on those five ways. Um, and if you want to get, you know, go into if there's any specific examples for e- either, you know, one of those five or all of them, that would be fabulous. Sure. So let's start with direction because I think that's, you have to start somewhere and you can't empower your team to do something if they don't know where they're going. They'll just never get there. They won't have success if they don't know what the destination is or what the result is that you're trying to achieve together. So it's important to share what that result is, the direction you're headed, and then make sure that that message is received. And that involves open, honest, two-way communication. You're not just telling people, transmitting to them the direction and hoping they get it, but really working with them to make sure they understand not only where you're going, but how to get there and that they know their role in getting to that endpoint. And that involves listening as much as, if not more, than sharing with the team. So direction is the first one, and that has to have a key component of that two-way open, honest communication. Mm. So in communication, I know oftentimes, you know, a lot of us think that we're communicating, Mm -hmm. you know, and and because we're hearing but are we really, really understanding? There's like a difference between, you know, hearing and, and understanding. And of course, there's that listening to respond versus listening to relate and understand. Can you talk about the importance when it's when there's communication? Are we are people really listening to understand like they think they are? I think you have to consciously make yourself listen to understand 
because our natural response is to be listening to give the next answer, make yourself look good, come up with something brilliant to say. And when you're focused on what you're going to say or your response, you often fail to even hear what the other person is saying. So I think you have to make a conscious decision to really listen, to comprehend what the other person is communicating and have a discussion about it. Ask clarifying questions. Confirm with the person that what you thought you heard is what they meant to say. And that confirmation is a really important component, not only when you're communicating to somebody, confirming that they heard and understood what you meant, but also doing the same when you're listening to make sure you're really, truly understanding what somebody's intent is in their communication. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, you know, it's one of those things, like you said, consciously, it, it, it's something that I guess, you know, people have to first have the awareness of, are they really, and then practicing, you know, learning to be conscious and listening to relate and understand versus respond and being more specific and clear with that communication. Cause I, so, Anne, would it be safe to say that, you know, when it comes to communication, we have to be more, you know, specific and clear rather than, you know, ass- assumption and speculation? I think a lot of times that's where the problem lies. There's a, a lot of people are, are communicating on assumption and speculation. Right. Well, assumption is probably one of the most dangerous practices that exist in business and the the number of times that we make critical decisions based on an assumption as opposed to verifying something as fact, if you really think about it, can be quite scary. So it's really important to think about how you are communicating your message and communicate that message often. You cannot just tell your team or a team member something once and assume they will remember it and assume they will understand that what you said the first time makes perfect sense to them. So it's important to continually reinforce that message, check in to make sure people are understanding it, and even use different modalities to communicate. Everybody learns differently. Some people Mm. learn better by hearing. Others learn better by seeing or reading. Many people learn better by doing or being part of an activity associated. So learning about your team members and how they best receive messages and making sure that you're delivering your messages in different forms and fashions on a regular basis will give you a better chance of successfully communicating what it is that you're trying to get others to receive. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, you know, when you look at, you know, it's not like one size fits all. And plus, you know, you, you're dealing with different generation types, you know, there's, there's diversity depending upon, you know, the size of an organization. So not everyone's going to, you know, communicate and or, or receive it the same way. So we have to be conscious of, like you said, what is the best way that they receive this information so that they can better understand what you're trying to articulate to them so they know exactly what is anticipated, what they have to do to fulfill that so there's no gray area. Exactly. You know, and it's interesting that um, as you're communicating, I, I hear people say all the time, well, I told them or I already told them, if you find yourself saying that, that means your message isn't getting through. If that's your solution to why somebody isn't getting it, then you're not communicating enough in a form that's being received by the people with whom you're communicating. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's not the simple of somebody's nodding their head going, yes, I get it. You know, that doesn't mean they get it. (laughs) Exactly. You know, it's funny that you say that, Chris, because some people, that's how they listen. Yeah. They, their way of listening is they just nod their head. It's, it's a, a habit that they have and they often 
are, first of all, it looks like they're in agreement and they may not be in agreement at all. They may just be sitting there nodding their head because that's just something that they do when they're listening to somebody. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. And would it be safe? Because we, we got to go to break here shortly. And I think we can, this will be great to wrap up the first segment. Would it be safe? Like, I mean, people got to get into practice of paraphrasing. So, you know, I if I if I heard you correctly, you said whatever, and then state that back so that person can say yes, that's exactly what I meant. So it's kind of like if I said, "Hey, I need to have this report as soon as possible," the person on the other end might hear it and go, "Okay, they need it as soon as possible." That might be the end of today when. When in reality, the person needed it at the top of the hour. But yet, because there was that gray area of what, what as soon as possible, what does that mean? It could be, uh, it, 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 there's that gray area where, where someone may have it at the end of the day and they needed it at, at the top of the hour. So we got to go to break, but we got more to come from Ambom. We got some great information. If you are looking to enhance your leadership skills, your strategy, your development, this is a person that, that is speaking from experience. You're going to get out. There's more to come, and uh, we'll be right back after the break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back again. If you're just joining us here, we are uh, talking to uh, Ann Baum. She is a leadership expert. And again, we are talking about five ways to use the power of empowerment. Again, this applies to leadership. Again, we encourage those that are just joining us to uh, listen to the show on demand later today, where you can listen to what Ann shared earlier, talking about empowerment and the importance of empowerment in the leadership space, no matter you know what situation you're in, and also how to communicate more effectively. So, you know, and looking at empowerment, you know, what would you say if if you're a leader, depend no matter where you are right now as a leader in your role or duty of, of doing that, what would be some of the things that they could take steps to really enhance their empowerment skills in the workplace? Sure. So as you're looking at your team and empowering them, we talked earlier about how important it is to trust them. And then you need to, as you're communicating with them, make sure that they have the resources necessary to accomplish the results you're you're empowering them to achieve. Make sure they have the training and then be a coach to them. You can't, empowerment doesn't mean send your people out and leave them alone for months on end and hope they get the job done. You have to be constantly working with them, 
having them come back to you when they need that assistance. And, and remember, when they're coming back to you for assistance, resist the urge to do it for them. That's mm. not empowerment. Don't be their problem solver. When they come back, they either know what it is that they should be doing and they're just checking in to make sure they're okay. And if somebody comes and says, well, hey, Ann, what should I do? I almost always say to them, well, what do you think you should do? And 99 times out of 100, they know exactly what to do. And they're just looking for some encouragement or support to get out there and give it a try. So don't be their solving person. Don't be their solver who takes on their issue, that reduces empowerment. Mm, and when, that is so true. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, keep going. Please do. No, please go. I just wanted to reinforce how that is so true. Thanks. And then the next piece of it, they are going to make mistakes because nobody is perfect. Absolutely nobody is perfect. So when they make that mistake, It's critically important that you work with them to understand the mistake, learn from it, and then help them move forward. Many, many people want to say, oh my gosh, just give it to me, I'll do it. And that is the end of empowerment. Mm. When somebody makes a mistake and you pull back the power that you just gave them, you actually took steps back and they won't trust you anymore because you didn't trust them. Mm. That is really, so true. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta have their back because you're empowering them, but you still hold the ultimate responsibility for achieving the results and you need to work with them to make sure together you're getting the results achieved, not blame them when something doesn't get accomplished. Then they won't trust you anymore. Mm. So true. I mean, the what you just described is like with empowerment is that, yeah, are they going to make mistakes yet? Are they going to have some doubts? Are, is their confidence level going to be where you would want them to be right away? No. So, but, but in order for them to get there and to make those improvements, they got to learn from the mistakes. They got to raise their level of confidence. They have to work through the fear. That's the power of empowerment. Like you talked about. And the difference is in terms of communication, what I received from you, what you were talking about is in terms of communication and behavior, you're, you're, you're creating an interdependent versus a codependent work environment. Would that be with my perception of what I heard, I mean, because I think that's what I picked up what you just said, that which which really hit home. Would that be? Yes, I, I think that's a great way to say it. And I love I love the word interdependent because that makes for a solid team when you need each other and you can work together, working together, you accomplish more. And I, I love that word. It's a great interpretation. Yeah, because, I mean, you think about, you know, codependent, you know, like you said, if somebody wasn't, you know, maybe we had doubts or somebody was made a few mistakes and then all of a sudden you lose patience and you say, well, forget it. I'm going to take it over and I'll just get it done. And you think, OK, I got it done. You got you got that one project or task off the table. But what you really created is really now a codependent uh, uh, environment. There's now there's this breakdown in communication. This person feels that they're going to be afraid to approach you next time, so they're going to be playing it safe. So it just creates further, you know, issues that long term will just be not beneficial to that business unit or to the organization. So that's like it's you know what you just said is so true. Like sometimes we got to. You, you know, you got to go through some of the bumps and challenges in, in, in the process to, you know, to empower them, but know in the long run, it's going to be more efficient as a, as a team working interdependently. Right. You're absolutely right. Now, 
everybody learns from mistakes. That's the way all of us learn. If you find somebody's making the same mistake over and over and over again, that's what we yeah. like to term a blunder. And yes. that becomes, that's a performance issue. Then you sit down and have the, you have the difficult conversation. You coach the individual and sometimes they're not the right person for the job. But that is something that you work on them with over time. You can't let one mistake be the end of the empowerment, but you do have to watch for the same mistake being made over and over again, because that's also not good for your team. True. So true. That is so true. And like I said, you know, that's where the communication really comes into play. And, 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 and you mentioned something earlier about, you know, the performance and, you know, sometimes people are not cut out for the job and that's absolutely true. I mean, I've seen that before in my own experience, you know, working in the corporate world in the past, and then also as a consultant coach on the outside, you know, looking uh, inside in or outside in. I mean, so when you're coaching somebody, let's say you're a leader and you that somebody makes a few mistakes, but yet you know that they do still have the, the, the skills, you know that they have the potential to do it. You've seen signs, but for some reason, who knows, something's getting in the way. Talk about the, you know, the importance of coaching in you know in terms of coaching for you know performance you know in this case maybe there's a way to you know communicate differently and and that type of thing coaching is such an important skill set for a leader because you can't wait for the performance review to tell somebody they have an issue you have to build a level of a relationship where you're able to provide constructive coaching to individuals, both when things are fabulous and they're doing really well, and also when there's room for improvement. And I think it's important that you establish that as part of the culture of your team, where coaching is not only welcome and well-received, but it's the way you do business. And it's not just the leader coaching the team members, it's the team members coaching the leader right back. And when you have an environment like that, it lends itself to problems that arise. Because when you then have a problem to discuss, it's a natural conversation for you to have in that environment. And sometimes that means you come up with a mutually agreed upon plan to move that person on. Other times you find out that somebody really needs a little extra training or they needed extra resources or maybe the skill set that you're asking them to perform isn't in their wheelhouse, but they have a talent in another area where they can be better used. If you have an ongoing coaching relationship that's focused on everybody being the best they can be. It's so much easier to have those difficult conversations when those performance issues arise. Yeah. And what I would say that, you know, from, you know, when somebody's, you know, having some issues or maybe not performing to a level that they should, you know, obviously those have to be one-on-one. You can't, it's not something you can, you know, you do that in front of someone, you know, maybe their team members. Because that, that, I mean, we always want to give recognition and praise. And sometimes that can be a a good thing. But even then, sometimes we got to be careful because if we give praise to one employee because they deserve it, but yet now it's telling the other employees, well, you don't measure up. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess it's got to, as a, you know, from wearing, you know, that looking at both sides, I guess as a coach, you know, as a leader and wearing the coach's hat, that you have to find ways to do that more one-on-one, I would think, right? 100%. Especially when it's a performance issue, you have to sit down with somebody. And right, it's now difficult to sit down with somebody face-to-face, but you never coach somebody via via email or text messaging. Needs to be a video conference across the table, a a um, a phone call. Yeah, and it's one on one, and it, it always concerns me when somebody throws out to the whole team, 
we all need to show up on time. And if you don't show up on time, you're fired. But everybody else in the room, except for the one person, shows up early. And they're always on time. This isn't their issue. And they're looking at you like, what? We do show up on time. And instead of talking with the one person who's late all the time, people think, oh, I'm just going to put it out there to the whole group and the one person will figure it out. That never works. You have to address it one-on-one, address it as soon as possible because otherwise they aren't going to change their behavior. And then if they don't change their behavior and it's, it's getting in the way of the team performing, you move them on get them out of your organization. One thing that's really interesting to me is the first person who knows they're not performing is the individual who's not performing. The next people who know are all of the people that work with that person who've had to come up with workarounds. The last person to know is the leader who's responsible for that area. And by the time you find out as the leader, All the rest of the team members are wondering why you haven't done something about this. So it's really important when you find out about something that you get on it right away, have that conversation, coach the person, and figure out a solution because the rest of the team is watching you and wondering why you haven't taken action. Yeah, that's true. Like you said, I mean, people are observing and that's how we, you know, whether if we want to believe it or not, you know, we, it's how we learn, you know, either it, sure. and that can be, and that can be in a good or a, a positive or negative way. I mean, I, I know for a fact, growing up in a dysfunctional home when I was young, you know, again, you pick up on that and that's all, you know, and then a lot of times that, you know, that ends up playing out in ways that don't work to your advantage in, as an adult. So you have to undo it. So it's, so it's always good that we're being conscious to that and knowing that, you know, people just like children observe uh, better than being what's told. It's the same adults do the same thing. We just don't even exactly. realize it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And when you're a leader, everybody thinks, you know, everything, you know, everything that's going on, they have high expectations of you. So by the time something makes it to your desk, if people have had the courage to bring it to your attention, you need to take it seriously and take action on it because they're counting on you to make that difference for the team. Yeah, absolutely. And and like I said, if they're going to understand their roles and, and their duties and actually be accountable for them, they have to be able to observe that you do the same for yourself. That gets back to the example that you were talking about earlier. And so, so true. So so true with that. We have about you know just a little, a little just over a minute till we go to break. Um, and is there anything else you want to you know, wrap up what we're talking about in this particular area? Like what you think a leader can do? You know, even if it's just a summarize here at about less than a minute of you know what they can do right now to make you know in, make some enhancements in this particular area. Anything else that we haven't discussed? Well, I just think when you're empowering your team, it's important that you're engaged in the process. And I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to have that mutual trust and communication. When you're doing that, you have a great opportunity to empower your team and they will absolutely appreciate you for doing so. Mm, That is so true. And it goes it goes uh, both ways when it comes to the appreciation. So it's so true. Well, again, you're listening again, listening to Ann Bomb again. We're talking about five ways to use the power of empowerment. And again, if anybody had joined in uh, during the middle of our second segment, again, no worries. You can listen to this show in its entirety later today on demand. And again, that you can find it on the Voice American Influence Channel or iTunes, Spotify, or our Facebook page, Sustainable Success 2017. We'll be right back after the break. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. 
What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back to Sustainable Success. Again, our show is being brought to you by Link2Expert.com. Again, you want to check them out. Again, if you are an entrepreneur, a business owner, you are a business leader, a coach, speaker, and all of the above, Again, check them out. If you're looking for ways to scale your business, also your personal life to the next level, this is a source that has access to people that can help you right now moving forward. And they do vet all their people that work with Link2Expert to make sure that they're aligning you with the right person for your situation to make a difference in your life and business. So what we're talking about today, again, five ways to empower, uh, to uh, use the power of empowerment. And we've been talking with uh, Ann Baum. She is a leadership expert. She's the uh, Lehigh Valley Executive and Vice President for Capital Blue Cross, and she's the author of Small Mistakes, Big Consequences, Develop Your Soft Skills to Help You Succeed. So, Ann, I wanted to, you know, talk a little bit about here in the last segment, you know, we had talked about the, the process for the power of empowerment, why it's so important, but let's talk about, like, about where it kind of can stem from. You know, it's that mindset, having that growth mindset and then there's the you know that the concept of EQ, you know, emotional intelligence. Let's just shed some insight, if you can, from your perspective on, you know, when we look at emotional intelligence. You know, first of all, what is it, and how can we use it effectively as a foundation to uh, use empowerment in the workplace? So when you think about emotional intelligence at its highest level, it's being able to relate to your employees and understand their frame of reference and bring your frame of reference in with theirs and helping them come together so you can move forward as a team to really achieve the goals that you're setting out to achieve. It's really important that you get a connection with your employees. And we talked earlier about how everybody comes to the table with a different set of experiences, a different way of learning, a different way of of applying their skills. And the best thing you can do for your team is really understand them as individuals. And then it's almost like a conductor of an orchestra Figure out how you can get the best of each member of your team coming together to make that beautiful song and finding the right pieces around your team that deliver the best results. And it takes work. Emotional intelligence is something you have to pay attention to. You have to learn about. You have to build into your time the time to understand your people and think of them as more than just a body in a room or an FTE, 
understand who they are, what they bring, and how you can get the best from them to deliver the best to your customers, that's when you're really, really moving with emotional intelligence. Yeah. No, so true. And I mean, no... I know, you know, EQ has been around for, oh, God, now 25 plus years. I mean, at least out, you know, when it, you know, kind of came out in the mainstream. But, you know, there's still a lot of people that probably, you know, have heard of it, but don't really understand it. But, you know, what would you say, like, you know, that, you know, a leader that is, you know, learned now seen how to communicate differently, looking to use empowerment, looking, learning to lead by example, what would you recommend that they, when it when it comes to EQ, what can they start, you know, for themselves to become that example? Like, you know, in terms of EQ, what can they be doing for themselves? Well, I think the first thing about yourself is understanding yourself mm. and really looking at your behavior, the words that you use, anything from your body language to your facial expressions, and then finally to the words you use. What what perception does that create in others? And really closely examining it. Because before you can understand others, you have to understand yourself. And once you get a good handle on yourself, then you can start to see how you have a different from others and bringing those together to figure out, for example, if I'm an extrovert and I'm talking with an introvert, there are lots of things that are annoying about me as an extrovert to an introvert. They like to think, they want things quiet. And all I want to do is as thoughts are forming in my brain, they're coming right out of my mouth and I'm throwing it at this introvert. That doesn't make for a good working relationship. But if I understand that the person that I'm trying to communicate with is an introvert and they need time to process and they frankly need me (laughs) to be quiet for a little bit, make my points, make them concisely and let them think and then wait patiently for their answer we are going to have a much more productive relationship if we can understand that. And if they can also learn to tolerate the fact that sometimes as an extrovert, I just can't even control what's coming out of my brain through my mouth. So I think these are little elements that as I understand who I naturally am and then learn to edit my behavior to better match up with others' way of receiving information or their behavior, then together we're better. Mm. Yeah, it's so true. So true. What did you say that like now, like, you know, emotional intelligence, you know, like I said, it's been out there for some time, but yet, you know, like I said, it's not been something that everybody grasps. Would you say that it's something important for, let's say, leaders to, you know, you know, not only get more acclimated with themselves to start, you know, implementing certain things that they can develop their EQ, but, you know, also, you know, creating awareness for the people that work for them or they work with or even work for too. Would it be safe like, you know, to maybe, you know, bring in, you know, have awareness sessions like, you know, it could be through webinars or workshops and, you know, those types of things that could really help people to, you know, not just only understand, you know, you know, know it, but like maybe give them some idea of, you know, and how to implement it and over time so they, they can actually start using it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there are great programs there. I mean, you can take assessments, learn where, learn how you fit, like what is your EQ and learn as a team how to use this information to make the whole team stronger. I think training, development, coaching, all of that is incredibly valuable under this topic. And you're right. A lot of people, some people will poo-poo it and say it doesn't matter. But those that take the time to really research, understand, and learn about emotional intelligence are better leaders. 
There's no question. And it's proven through all sorts of research and books. I mean, there's there's tons of information about it, and I would highly recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, I do see quite a bit, you know, and, you know, even I even think through companies' EAP programs, there might be things that can go through their EAP programs that at least give them an idea what it's about. So it's a so there is a lot of resources out there they can tap into. So true. And so, yeah, I'm a big advocate of, of EQ. I think it's so important. I think it's like that missing ingredient, like when you combine it with intellectual intelligence, I think, you know, companies can really be, you know, elevate themselves and be more creative, more innovative if they really understand uh, the EQ side and how that fits into the equation. You know, what would be some other recommendations that you might suggest you know, in looking at EQ and how, you know, how it can play a strategic part in, in elevating a company or, or even a business unit? Yes. So I think one of the important things as a leader for you to constantly be focusing on is your corporate culture. And the more you can use these tools to help drive it and build it and reinforce it, the better. So I think um, as you look at what your vision is for your department, for your team, how you want people to work together to achieve results, the more you can understand each and every member of the team and they can understand themselves, the stronger you will be. So I think it's a key component to building your culture to have these types of training and tools as part of how you do business and that you're constantly working on it as a skill set of the team. I think it makes you stronger and certainly more productive. Yeah, I do. I mean, like I said, you know, if you're if you're if you're an organization that doesn't want to just manage the problem because you can do it, you can manage the problem. If you, you know, it's like what majority, what people do their whole lives or even businesses. But if we can find ways to solve the problems, EQ plays such an important role. And, and if we're going to look for a more sustainable model, and that's what we're all about here at Sustainable Success is sustainability and looking at, you know, thinking differently and, do you know, you trusting the process and seeking solutions rather than problems. I think that it, EQ is such an important area to, uh, to implement. And, uh, now, this is great what you have shared today here. What are some other things, like, again, if we're looking at, you know, to kind of round up what we've been talking about with empowerment, you know, to kind of bring it full circle, we, we broke it down into so many different components. What are some other things that kind of really, that can make this empowerment process uh, really more sustainable, you know, if we were to, like, connect all the dots? Well, one of the things that I think, empowerment gives to you as a leader is a stronger, more confident, and therefore more innovative and creative team. Mm. And when you first start out with empowerment, it can be scary because as we talked about earlier, the, the team's going to make mistakes. They're going to be entering into uncharted territory. They may not do things the way you would have done them. But as long as it gets to that result, and oftentimes they get there in a better, faster, stronger, and even more creative way, it ultimately makes your your company, you, and your team members stronger. And when you have empowered team members, the ideas that flow in, the new concepts that come, the commitment to your mission is astounding because now the people, they're not being told what to do. Now they are part of the solution. They are part of what the company or the department is doing. And they have that personal commitment and ownership because you put your trust in them and gave them the power to lead in their particular area. Most people want that. They crave that. And when you give it to them, it ties them more closely back to you, to your organization, and to accomplishing amazing results. Mm. No, so true. 
So true. This has been, I mean, you have just provided such a wealth of information today with uh, with the five, and we started off with the five ways to use the power of empowerment, but really, you know, again, how that could really mold, you know, uh, an existing leader to be even more effective and to be more relatable uh, to the people they work with and, and how that enhances just everyone around them. And so it, it, this has just been just some great information you've shared here with us today. So I wanted to use the last two minutes of the show. You know, I'd like to get people to, you know, know who you are, you know, where they can find you and, you know, anything else that you want to provide or leave for the audience here. Sure. Well, thank you. Um, I They can find me on LinkedIn at Anne, A-N-N-E, Baum, B-A-U-M, or on my website, which is Vision, V-I-S-I-O-N, dash accomplished, A-C-C-O-M-P-L-I-S-H-E-D, Com. I would love for people to take a look at the Small Mistakes, Big Consequences books. Uh, they're available on Barnes & Noble and Target and Walmart, anywhere where books can be found. And the next one, Small Mistakes, Big Consequences for Interviews, comes out on September 1st. And we're really excited to share that with the world. Wow, that's fabulous. Well, we we first of all want to thank you for joining us today. We are extremely grateful for your expertise and insight into the leadership area on the power of empowerment, and it's so important. I, I love this topic. And again, uh, we want to encourage everyone listening to, and those that will be listening again to check out Anne, take advantage of not only the knowledge she shared today, but you know, get to know her on her website, buy the book. And reach out and and tap into the resources that she provides that can help you uh, take your business to another level. And and that's what we do here at Sustainable Success. We're here. We want to see people thrive, even during this difficult time of uncertainty. So, again, thank you, Anne. And we want to thank you, guests, again, each and every week for joining us the Sustainable Success way. We want to wish everyone a great rest of your week. And again, uh, Labor Day is going to be right around the corner, and we are going to be back again with some other guests that, again, will be providing some insight to some er other areas of your business that will be important to you and your personal life. Because, again, life and business are as one. Till then, have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you next Thursday. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.